Hey, Street Fight Radio. Hey, Street Fight Radio. That's us. Yeah. You're not Street Fight Radio. Thanks for tuning in, Street Fighters. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for watching the stream. Please uh, tell everyone you know that you can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter every single Wednesday night, every single Sunday night. It's a street fight. On Sunday nights, we take your calls. We like to hear what's going on in the world of work, what kind of fucked up boss shit's going on, local government, canvassing, activism, whatever it may be. Wednesday nights, it's Brian and I just, you know, back the, back doing the old school thing, uh, yelling at each other's faces about the state of the world and what we can do to make it a better place. We're spending spreading dissent and disruption, and we're so thrilled to be going towards our 10th year of uh, doing this damn thing and building a big audience of people that all get it and take care of each other and know what the fuck is up. It's been goddamn amazing so thanks for being here thanks for listening thanks for subscribing and supporting what we do my name is brett he's brian we're street fight radio the number one anarcho comedy radio show in any station across the nation and uh we're ready to do this goddamn thing we, we missed out on wrestling tonight we didn't go to the watch party normally we go to elevator tap room to watch AEW dynamite tonight there was a snowstorm and we said fuck all that Although I was excited to drive in the snowstorm, to be honest. I like kind of doing reckless driving. That's one of the upsides of uh, the winter, is you get to do some fucking like Dukes of Hazard style driving. I just didn't want to do the drive there, then the drive here, then the drive home. Yeah. That was like sort of where I was. Minimize the amount of dangerous drives. But I <laughs> do like those treacherous traveling circumstances. My wife was like, please don't leave. You know, she was like, don't do it. It's too dangerous. And I was like, oh, I, I'm going to. I have to. And I really wanted to do the arduous task. But as soon as I got on the road and was sliding all over the place, I was like, man, this is not a good idea. Yeah, it was it still fun, like though. I, it seemed, it just to me, it seemed like a dumb idea. And I didn't think anybody would show up but everybody showed up so it was just me and brett that chickened out that's really. fine yeah they all understood but i like i do i do have to say i i enjoy the treacherous journeys of the winter yeah i mean i don't but uh i i mean i'm used to it so it's fine you know i don't like having to drive under the speed limit it's a bummer to me yeah, I like driving when you have to be real focused on it, though, when it isn't just like traveling around in a Jetson-style, like, climate-controlled environment with your favorite music or podcast playing. I like it when you're, like, really traveling, you're fighting against the weather inside of a internal combustion engine vehicle, you know? True. Like, really fucking primitive shit. True. <laughs> so, uh, I was out grocery shopping on Sunday before we did the call-in show, and I saw Cosmopolitan Magazine. Yeah. On the cover of Cosmopolitan Magazine, it said, How to Scam Your Boss. Not really, but kind of. Okay. So... I decided I had to buy the Cosmo magazine for street fight purposes. What kind of passive aggressive of uh, scamming are they doing? Well, it's how to astrologically trick your boss into giving you a raise. Astrologically? Yeah. So it's using astrology to figure out how to get your boss to give you a raise. That's terrible advice. It is. It's not the smartest decision. So basically (laughs) you see your sign and your boss's sign. So for example, I'm a Capricorn, right? Jason is an Aquarius. I know that because I he's my brother. So if I was to ask Jason for a raise, this is what I would do. 
I would say uh, my... I'm Aquarius as well. So this Okay, is... so this is good. This is If I'm asking you guys for a raise, I would go to this grid, and it would be uh, my sign, which is Capricorn, and then I would run over to Aquarius, which is the second to last here, and uh, the way that I would get a raise from you guys, I would add you on LinkedIn. So, oh, that would work for me. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, yeah. When I saw that email, I'd be like, Brian is actually very serious about work. <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah, of yeah. surprised. This is out of nowhere, but he checks into the career social media platform, LinkedIn. So I don't I'm use quite impressed. I've never even been on LinkedIn. And that's why I would be impressed. All. That's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. why I would give you a raise. What is it? What is the purpose? Like, is it really just a site you go to to see what people do for a living? No, I mean, if you if you pay attention to your industry, they'll just tell you how to do, like, marketing better. They'll tell you how people are keeping better books. They're just articles about running business shit, really. Well, let's turn it around here and say I'm but your like, boss, okay? This is what... I, but, like, you could also... Uh, one way to scam your boss is, like, if you know they like coffee and you don't want to work a lot, you could just be like, hey, you know, we should get a coffee. I'll go run and get it if you're, you know... Uh, you know, I, I fly, you buy, right? And they're like, oh, sure, <laughs> right? You need to become buddies with your boss. But I think the best way to scam your boss was Nick Hayes had a good advice that I, I will tell everybody, which is wear the same clothes as your boss so that they Smart. will consider them to be Smart. just like you and they will let you get away with anything because they don't want to hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah, that is smart. So if I was your guys' boss... And you were coming to if me I was for a raise. Asking a okay. Capricorn for a raise. You're coming to get a raise from old B Man over here. And this is a entirely I will say this. It seems like magic. Okay. The answer to this. I mean, you know, there yeah, there's uh that stuff, I always roll with it. It's synchronicity. There, it says, there is a weird mystery to it. It says bring candy. Ah. Which <laughs> I mean, anybody that knows me knows. That if you brought me candy, I would do pretty much anything for you. And, you know, uh, <laughs> username Josh. Josh he brings me candy. Every single time Josh does the call-in show with us, he brings a half pound of sour candy with him. Yeah. Which is the way to get yourself a spot on the, the call-in show. Um, yeah, he's guest host. Uh, we'll let him guest anytime he wants. He's, and, he's welcome here anytime, and we bring him in when he asks, and he brings us candy. Two pounds of gummy, two pounds of peach gummy rings will get you uh, in the, you know, in the running. So I'm looking at some of these, right? And uh, I will say a Taurus working with a Taurus this one seems good too. It says, say that it takes money to make money. Okay. Which, when I <laughs> what is this? What but is here's this? the deal. Here's the deal. When I did give me my teen Vogue. I want teen Vogue. Here's the thing though. When I was like uh not a business owner, whenever somebody said it takes money to make money, I'd be like, that's a good point. It yeah. actually does take money to make money, I believe. So I did always think that that was a head on it your works. shoulders intelligent thing to say you know what i mean and it is a really easy thing but uh some of these gemini uh to virgo it says write a long ass email so a lot of these are just suggestions really let's look at i'm gonna just look at some of the suggestions because i think there is something to this uh we have uh remember their birthday that is a fucking way to get a race. Yeah, I mean, kiss ass. People love it when you remember their birthday. That, I mean, 
a lot of jobs is just the amount of ass kissing you're willing to do to the person that has the money or that decides whether or not you keep getting your paycheck. Well, here's one that I think might not work. Okay. Plan an office party. Now, here's the thing. What people don't quite understand is that people don't like office parties. <sighs> mm. I don't know, man. Yeah, climbers do. Climbers do. Like networky people do. I don't believe it. When I worked at the the Abercrombie warehouse, a big part of it was the social aspect. I think the most draining part of it was that there was the job, but then there was so many things to do after hours that involved the job, you know? Yeah. Including like I've said before, just recreational basketball leagues and including like charity fun runs and shit. Yeah, yeah. This other one says I find like out get- their political opinion. That's another one. It's like, don't do that. that I mean, bad. if you're a really cynical person and you find out you have a Trump voter, I guess you could exploit the shit out of them for the most amount of money. You could just show up and speak to them in code. Just tell them the most recent, like, Q news, right? Yeah. You could yeah. just or go, just go, like go into the office. Just run him for president, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. The Democrats think they're going to win running Pocahontas, yeah. and then <laughs> they will she will you like you better, and she will give you. A, they will give you a raise. She or he, or they will give you a raise. So yeah, some of these are just obvious. This like, sucks, speak man. With they had confidence. a. I mean, Teen Vogue is putting out hardcore uh, radical politics and uh, progressive sexual advice, and just I mean, like Cosmo does cutting the sex edge. advice, though. No, no, they tell people to to put to put to do ice in your mouth when you give a blowjob. They do like all that stupid shit that no one actually does. They do teenager. Cosmopolitan is a is a, a magazine for teenagers that haven't had sex. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so this one is just this month. I was gonna see what the sex advice was, and we were gonna talk about it, but it's more astrology. That was so doing that's, with the astrology. Is all they can do now? I guess they love it. They love astrology. I guess. Cosmo. That's unfortunate. Why didn't I, mean, I get like, plenty of that really for use? free and all the time? Back in the day, my wife would have Cosmo around the house sometime back way back before phones uh she would have cosmo at the house and i would always look at the sex advice and because it was always like this is what men like you know what i'm saying so i would be like i'm gonna look at the sex advice and let you know if that's actually fucking true most of the time not true most of the time not good most of the time it was like you know, just bad advice. This is just stuff that dudes don't care about sort of thing, or a lot of guys don't care about. So not good. I got another magazine story though. I can't believe that the scam your boss thing was just a, a, was just an astrology matchup thing. I mean, there could have been a lot of funny things to do in there. Yeah. Just sick shit, you know, but I did get another magazine thing from our buddy Kodiak Jackson. Love. Uh, just one of the best people in the I whole sp- I want to be world. as good a person as Kodiak Jackson is. Same here. I do. He does our taxes. Sweetest sometimes. family in life. I'm jealous. He's killing it. Yeah. So um, the he sent us the uh, Uline Screed. Yeah. Liz, Liz Uline yeah. is uh, sending the catalog out. She's got her back page. Which she, she, she gets one page to do a little. Now she puts that in the middle. A declaration, one page though, right? She doesn't ever yeah. go over to over to two. It's just one page of just straight shooting from Liz Uline, the owner of Uline 
products? Yeah. So this month she decided to adapt something from a fantastic article in The Economist. So she plagiarized a little bit, but okay. she gave credit, you know, she you saw gotta give credit where credit's due. The Economist. She was reading The Economist and she's going after it. Yeah. She saw something interesting in The Economist, so we're gonna we're gonna read what she read. You know, Uline is for for the uninitiated. Um, they make like trash cans. They make trash can liners. They make really cheap coffee that they sell with the trash can liners. They make tape. They they are competing with every single paper, plastic, adhesive, office product, any warehouse thing, boxes, fucking. All of it. Yellow vests. Like Shoot. the yellow vests they sell. Yeah, the things that cover your shoes if you're like yeah. going into people's houses and shit. Everything. Yes. You're you're absolutely right. And Uline and, and and is a company that technically I mean everything's political, right? Like every everything is political, especially corporations. So it's not we're not saying like but they don't have to put their opinions out there. No, Which I, I find that's the thing I find interesting about you line. It's a matter. I mean, you, you could just simply make all of the shipping and logistics stuff that everybody uses um, and keep your mouth shut and have yeah. like a villa in Tuscany or something. Yeah. But instead you're like, I'm going to go ahead. I mean, I got a little bit of elbow room here. I'm like, go ahead and let me say what I think about things. Let me go ahead and, and give you my spin on this shit. Okay. How funny is it though, to think about like, they make this catalog. All right. So that you can know what to buy, which first of all, you don't need a catalog. It's 2020. You go to the fucking way. It's a page. horrible waste of money. Yeah. It's an, it's a ridiculous waste of money, but they, I think that most of the reason they have the catalog is for this yeah. article here. Cause she has a piece in a fucking catalog every month. It's yeah, like it's she, just true. Yeah. It's like us making our own magazine so we could print our writing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And and she just fucking it's funny to even think about like what goes through the mind of her where you're just like, "Oh, we have this catalog, you know. I I I have a lot of writing ideas, I could, you know. I could throw a couple pages. I could fill up a few pages myself with There's little- probably there's probably people on the board that are like, I wish you'd quit writing those things. And when, you know, ancient street fight history, but when we we reported on them early on, uh, they also require women to wear skirts. And yes. it's a very conservative, odd environment. As yeah. Well. And the offer still stands from us, though, that if you work for a company, you do the ordering and they have you use Uline, uh, our listeners have found for people cheaper sources of stuff yeah. that is not Uline. True. So you can get out of there too. What Liz, what did old Liz Uline have to say from her? her Uline room? has branches across North America, including one in California and one in Texas. These two states, the largest in the country, account for a whopping twenty percent of our nation's population. Uh uh, parts of California are incredibly beautiful. The wine is fantastic. And the Silicon Valley technology is the best in the world. That sounds like she's saying Silicon Valley technology is like barbecue. Yeah. Like <laughs> the culture it's, there is just you they create make, the greatest apps. There's two mountains in that little valley. They're just Silicon Valley is whipping up the best electronics you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. It's so weird. That is a weird way to describe like California, a place with fucking so much culture. The thing that she takes from this beautiful place 
is that they make a lot of good apps. Oh, they're yeah. making apps down there. They, they fucking got that Alexa app down there. They got Google it, down there. And there's you know? nothing country bumpkin about it at all. No, it's not like a cute place at all. It's fucking the worst, you know? Yeah. Um, so California is a... Oh, wait. Okay. So here's what Texas has, okay? Um, they have barbecue, great football, and a booming energy industry. <laughs> All right. So California has, they really are already framing this in a funny way where it's like California, you know, yeah, they got some nature. Yeah. Hey, you know, they, they can get you some computer shit that'll blow your mind. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's whatever. It's not like what you know in yeah. the world, you know, you, you sweet Midwestern uh, people that work in an office ordering the supplies like they, California probably not for you it's for more for people like me who enjoy great wine yeah and vineyards and whatnot uh but texas on the other hand they got barbecue there it's great they got football they love football you just, love football you love barbecue they eat meat and smash each other's heads into e each <laughs> yeah. other it's great they don't need to do it they don't have to do any thinking they don't have to do anything else besides that they got gas they get your gas yeah they have, <laughs> yeah they yeah they, I mean, they have the, the they've given up beaches for energy, and I tell you what, I love driving my car. <laughs> yeah, California is a blue state with progressive policies, high taxes, and legalized marijuana. Oh no, sick! That's a sick, sicko fucking place, Brett. I can't believe she's still mad about legalized marijuana. That she's is worried. wild. Like. She's written about it almost every time we've read one of these. It's always had like a jab at marijuana, which is just like a fucking crazy thing to care about in this world. Just to me, like the fact that it's getting legalized is great, but like caring that it's getting legalized is like so far out of the world that anybody gives a shit about that like you would have you have to be a crazy person to care about that i just think that like to be obsessed with it is just like people are just smoking fucking weed you know who cares yeah anyway uh texas is a red state that's socially conservative believes in smaller government and has low regulations so i think she's saying so here's what i think to me california sounds better and that, like, they have progressive policies and legalized marijuana. Yes, high taxes for people like her. No, I don't think the taxes are that high for people like me. I mean, the weed taxes are fucking crazy. But, yeah. you know, you, you take the good, you take the bad. You know, we don't have any, we can't get any weed. So, I'd rather have the weed with the high taxes than none at all. Right. Uh, taxes. So, now she's going to compare California and Texas, Brett. Um, where it's, she says, how do they prepare? So under taxes, Californians pay the highest income tax in the country, 13.3%. Texas, no state income tax. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like that. I mean, the federal I, government I, still get you, though, you know? Yeah, but the state government don't get you. True, true. Regulation. Which, by the way, I would consider legalized marijuana deregulation in a way. You know what I mean? Like she's talking about regulations. Yeah. Uh, 
California has some of the strictest environmental regulations in the country. Texas enjoys much of its economic windfall from oil and gas production driven by lower restrictions. Yeah, somebody in the uh, ghost of ghost dad in the chat did point out that a gigantic like didn't a, a place explode down in Texas? <laughs> yeah, recently? yeah, yeah, yeah. Some fertilizer plant like. Yeah, all so many bad th- regu- things happen because of their deregulation down there. You know, the pollution is just yeah horrific. The the environmental and she's like, this environmental shit is bullshit. But she doesn't have to live in a town where you can't drink the tap water because it's oil. You know, <laughs> right. So uh, for housing. California real estate is expensive, with affordable housing out of reach for many. Homeownership is at its lowest since the 1940s. They don't mention Texas at all. Well, Texas one, is the same for that. Yeah, that's why. I she, mean, there was no buying in Dallas. So I had to move away from Dallas, Texas, because there was no way I was going to fucking buy a house in Dallas, <laughs> yeah. Texas. Yeah, no, she's she didn't mention Texas in there. She's just letting you know California is very expensive. Which, by the way, to tell you the truth, no matter where you are, if you want to live somewhere decent, the housing's expensive. There's no affordable housing. You know, if you're in Ohio, like I would say that like housing is still fucking expensive in the desirable places to live. If I want to live downtown, I'm not paying no cheap amount of money, you know? So, yeah, but I mean, like in D.C., though, and in Dallas, it was an insane amount of money to get very little place yeah 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 i agree i mean i mean it is a lot more expensive to live outside of ohio but i'm saying even like relative because people make more there too sure than we do here sure so relative like housing is expensive like just be housing is expensive right you know it just is everywhere yeah uh education California has excellent universities, but its public school system ranks 36th out of 51 states, including Washington, D.C., for educational outcomes. Texas ranks 41st. Both states have to get this right. So, oh, okay. <laughs> at least so that does. was honest. That was fair. I would have omitted that if I was trying to do like some sort of slanted attack. I don't think she wanted to om- omit Texas from that one because she did from the one before that. It's like, okay, now it just seems like you're taking shots at yeah, California. Yeah, no, you're just like, yeah. fuck California for this. <laughs> yeah. she. This really is a fuck California article here. So uh, cost of doing business, which, by the way, don't care about that is not something that affects me or brett or you know most of the listeners to the show the cost of doing business is not a thing that we should even give a shit about you know uh texas is considered the best state to do business they don't collect corporate income tax which attract she isn't talking about the things that california people get that texas people don't get like the unemployment benefits in California are much better than the yeah. unemployment benefits in Texas. Right. You can go to a community college in California for free because they have yeah. it set up so that you can go to their community colleges for free because they pay more taxes. Right. Right. You know, they, she, they never bring that shit up. Like, it's just like all the other, like for education, you could say that you can go to free community college in California under education. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you could say that. That would be a thing that's good. I mean, you know, if I was tallying them up and doing pros and cons, that'd have to go in there. Yeah. Who would even say also that, like, uh, what is educational outcomes anyway? What does that mean? 
What what she said educational outcomes? What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. What how is many people outcome? how many people end up in college is usually their metric, right? No, I don't think that would be their metric. I don't think I I guess maybe Make how it many through people high school? graduate college or who graduates high school maybe, but uh generally when they talk about educational outcomes they're talking about standardized testing. Yeah. So that's probably the metric. And it's like, well, standardized tests fucking suck anyway. They don't help anybody, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, so they attract out-of-state businesses and job seekers from all over, which, by the way, so does California attracts out-of-state businesses because people want to live in California. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like It's like they have something going for them that maybe Texas doesn't have going for them as I, I think Texas is pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, Texas is cool. I'm not saying Texas isn't cool. I'm just saying that, like, California has the thing of being California. Yeah. Like, it's a cool place to be, you know? Uh, but anyway, California has some of the most burdensome occupational uh, licensing requirements in America, which is good. Actually, that's a good thing because that protects workers. I understand that from Liz Uline's point of view, that sort of thing is bad because it's like, well, it costs me money to protect workers. You know, I got to fucking pay for breaks. It's fucking crazy. I hate it, you know. But again, in order to be in business for Liz Uline, she has to be in California anyway. Yeah. So she's there. So fuck it. Who cares what she thinks, right? Cost of living. This one is tough, though. This one is a tough one for California. I will say that this is bad California yeah. stuff. California's cost of living is 40% higher than national average, whereas Texas's is 9% lower. Yeah. California has the highest gas prices in the country. Electricity rates are 50 to 75% higher than the national average. The people there are getting squeezed. She's yeah. right. Got him. When you're right, you're fucking right. You know, Texas is 9% lower. It was great. Right? Like, all the produce was super fucking cheap there. What's the minimum wage there? Mm, I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> I, I I didn't work for minimum wage there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people on the move. From 2007 to 2016, California lost nearly 1 million residents, while Texas gained 1.4 million, with 25% choosing to relocate there. Ooh, God damn it. Both states are the top contributors to the U.S. GDP. If they were countries, they would be the fifth and tenth largest economies in the world. Together, they've created one-third of all American jobs over the past two decades. Younger generations have a different political outlook. It will be interesting to see how this plays out over the next ten years. Sincerely, Liz Uline. Yeah. Not as, not as uh, uh, angry. This month, well, just really. to just to, this is a tired thing. This feels like a Rush Limbaugh throwback, just to be mad at California for no reason. <laughs> they love being mad at California, you know. I mean, I remember when I worked when I lived in Dallas, Texas. Uh, there was a lot of advertisements for people from California, and they were talking about folks moving in from California and how they were trying to to woo all these people. Um, but uh, I I don't. I, I would rather have the California lifestyle, you know? Yeah. I would rather not worry about getting busted for fucking weed. Weed. Yeah. You know? That yeah. that's a that's an important one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's nice Texas to have is, it's nice to have, you know, the minimum wage of Texas is seven dollars and twenty five cents. The minimum wage in California is twelve dollars. So yeah. it's yeah. nice to have that is a is a big upgrade. Yeah. And also like the cops 
in both places are terrible, but the cops in Texas are like, you, you feel the police breathing down your neck when you're in Texas, like the whole time you're there, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird uh, distinction to make. I don't, I, she might have something, I mean, not paying the taxes in Texas felt good, but sure. I, um, I don't know. I don't think it was actually for the betterment of no. things though. It, it felt good to me to like, not have to have extra money but like i wasted that and the 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 ten dollars a month that i wasted instead of it going to like the libraries and shit was probably yeah or the sidewalks maybe put yeah. the sidewalks in maybe a bike, bike lane. lane there was no bike lane <laughs> i was also worried about getting killed by by cars in texas because they wouldn't put a fucking bike lane anywhere just some stuff like that maybe would be nice you know yeah uh so um I saw this thing. Somebody sent this to me today in my emails or in my DMs today. And it's a tweet by Osita Nwainevu. Wow. He's a dude. He's a dude. Okay. Uh, he was talking about the New Deal, right? And it, this dovetails with something we talked about last week when we were sort of talking about the caucuses and stuff. I wanted to read this because I, I found it to be great. Okay. What's the name? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the o-s-i-t-a-n-w-a-n-e-v-u osita nuenevu got it that's the best i can do here. i love it i'm just an idiot i never heard i never thought to say it out loud i see him a lot never thought to say it out loud so uh here's what we're gonna do uh i'm gonna read you this this is a new deal thing this is some shit that was going on way back in the day okay okay the most ambitious plan to get Americans to show up in the same room and argue with one another in the 1930s came out of Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. okay? <laughs> I like it. It came from a one-eyed former bricklayer named John W. Studebaker, who had oh, become no. the superintendent of the city's schools. Okay. So he's the superintendent of schools. And uh, what he did was... Uh, Studebaker, who after the Second World War helped create the GI Bill, had the idea of opening those schools up at night. And then the citizens could hold debates. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love this. This is fucking <laughs> continuing education. Right R rumpus here. rooms. I would do Just this. Just go get rowdy. Buddy, I would fucking do this every night. <laughs> this would be my every this night thing. Politic. This is uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the live version. You would go into a room and you would... People would go into a corner with the candidate that they like, and then you would just yell insults. Well, right? dude, it's not even candidates. You're not even talking to fucking candidates, dude. It's right. just all the cranks in town come to the same place <laughs> and fucking <laughs> so <Start> hollering. <laughs> so that the in 1933, with a grant from the Carnegie Corporation and support from the See, American Association for Adult Education, you already said Studebaker and Carnegie in this, and I. That seems bad. I don't think that's the Studebaker Studebaker, though. This guy seems like another guy. Okay. A politics guy. I don't think he was the Studebaker. Got right? it. Okay. And this is just his idea. I'm not saying, and he got money from them. You know, I, I'm not saying Carnegie's good. I'm not saying Studebaker's good. I'm saying this idea is magnificent to me. Okay? Just a gym... Just a gymnasium where you can go yell at people. <laughs> yeah. He what started, you believe. He started a five-year experiment in civic education. The meetings began at a quarter to eight, okay, with a 15-minute news update. 
Nice. That's <laughs> nice. You get in there. You get you freshen get, people <laughs> up. Yeah. Get them riled. Get them bubbling a little bit. Yeah. Remind yeah. them why they're pissed off. Again. I'd like again. to be the news update guy too. I would like to be the like guy running this thing. Oh yeah, he says yeah. everybody tonight we're pissed off about Pete Buttigieg <laughs> claiming victory. Okay, yeah. we're in a froth about Amy Klobuchar being called the winner, even though she was in second place. Yeah, or maybe we're just you're, mad about some shit that's going on in town. Maybe the showrunner. Like, there's the coffee shop in my neighborhood. It closes uh, at two p.m. <laughs> right. What do y'all think of that? Yeah, let's and, talk about. Is this. anybody mad? Anybody whipped up? And can someone give me something? Yeah. A little bit of anger about like it. Like 2 p.m.? It's like, come on. We need coffee after 2. Right. Maybe close at 7. That's a reasonable time. Okay. But we could go. That's the kind of subject we could bring up. Or like... uh, uh Trying to, you know... There's yeah. never any parking at the pool. Uh-huh. Like, let's just fucking... Let's hash this out right now. Yeah, can we force the bank across the street that stops using their, their parking lot? Can we force them yes. to let us park there? Yeah, exactly. You know, just things that are bothering you. That's what we're going to do. This is the news. I'm going to come in there. I'm going to give you the news every night. Okay. Whatever news is, you know, grinding everybody's gears in the area. Okay. You know, uh, the idea was that the people of the community of every political. Okay. So it was followed by a 45 minute lecture and 30 minutes of debate. Oh, man. I, th I would cut the lecture out. And 15 just give minutes that another of Another amount of debate. You know, one hour of you got to do. You asked for this spot. You got to do an hour. Right, you I gotta do an know. hour on the top. You're gonna do 15 minutes of news and 45 minutes of like a lecture. Yeah, explain. No, you can bring a lecturer in. Though. You're gonna bring somebody in. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's just like tonight our lecturer. And then you got is 30... like this other crank from the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> we brought from someone from a neighboring city. Yeah, and then he gave the biggest crank in Worthington is here. Yeah, and then he gave uh, 30 minutes of debate. But here's how I would handle this. This is different. This this for me it would be 15 minutes of the news. Okay. Hour 15 of debate. Wow. We're just fucking going right into debate. We don't need this lecture. Whatever the lecture is, we don't need 60 it. minutes with a 15 extra to go over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just have to yell what you want to happen in the in your, your neighborhood? Well, it says, the idea was that the people of the community of every political affiliation, creed, and economic view had an opportunity to participate freely. When Senator Guy Gillette, a Democrat from Iowa, talked about why I support the New Deal, Senator Lester Dickinson, a Republican from Iowa, talked about why I oppose the New Deal. So, like, you, you, they would do that, and then you would come fucking rolling in there like, well, I like the New Deal. I think it fucking rules, and yeah. here's why, you know? And then, you know, whoever the guy is across the place would be like, oh, I fucking hate that New Deal. You know what gonna, I mean? Yeah, they're going to be like veggie hot dogs and stuff for us. I, I would put, like, food there. I would obviously. Chips? Something? Mm, no chips. Probably french fries. A French fry, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like a, a like a, a catering tray full of French fries too. Pizza too, pizza. Wow, pop. Wow, this yeah. is getting better. Yeah, every night. No, or you once, want once a people to once go a there. week. Once a week. I'd like to do it every night. Every night, just blow, let some steam <laughs> off. Yeah. You can go down to some dimly lit basement and scream about no, politics. Brightly lit gymnasium. Okay. I think the idea mega churches, auditorium, when, mega maybe? churches when they're not being used. Yeah, or like at my daughter's school, they have a room where they do the plays. Okay, that has a big stage and then enough chairs. If like 150 people wanted to show up, that there would be enough chairs for it. And here's the thing about me too: so if I'm running this thing, I don't have a hard stop time. You know, I, yeah, I'll end it when I'm like done. 
You know? Yeah, yeah. We need to get more old school about things. I, I agree. Take and it all night long. Like, if you fucking had the shit, right? Like, let's say, let's say you have the free food. People are going to fucking come to that. You know what I mean? That's what you want. You want everybody to come. Which I believe if this happened... Now, maybe nightly attendance would wane. So I will say weekly sounds good. Maybe twice weekly, Tuesday, Thursday okay. sort of thing, right? Maybe twice weekly. Uh-huh. I think that this would become a very popular destination. Maybe maybe a way to anonymously vote or to... Like, it was just you have to worry about... Like, this isn't very welcoming to people that aren't boisterous, loud assholes. Right. That's what makes it interesting, right? <laughs> I mean, this is... Maybe this we'll is do a- breakout sessions, too, though. You do a little, like, breakout session, you know, fucking we'll put ten of you together, and then you ten can sit and talk about it, too, you know? Yeah, we just have to worry about, like, you know, truck fuckers that can just run in and be louder and more blustery. But I can fucking do that too. And I'm not a truck fucker. You know, there's a lot of me out here too. You know, okay. I think there's a lot of people like me. I assume yeah, I, most I mean, people are. I like would me. yell in a gym. I could yell in a gymnasium. Oh God, it would be the dream of my life to yell in a gymnasium. Well, let's try to set up an event. We should, we get some food. We'll invite, we'll buy free food and all the community. Oh God. Lots great of great with that bags be? of chips and hamburgers. Pizza. Pizza. Just a lot of pizza. People love free pizza, dude. Like, I've seen so many bars run on the success of free pizza. We need... We'll have to have vegan cheeses and also a gluten-free option. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we could also do that, too. Cauliflower crust. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. So, anyway, uh, there was even speakers that defended fascism. (laughs) They attacked capitalism. They attacked fascism. They defended capitalism. Uh, Within the first nine months of the program, 13,000 of Des Moines, 76,000 adults had attended a forum. That's fucking good numbers, right? And I feel like you really get an idea of what the community is thinking when you're doing it that way. And you, I mean, we've documented this. I mean, you get yelled at by your uh, racist father-in-law that spends a lot of time on Facebook groups. And there was a lot of emotion that maybe shouldn't be festering online that you could just go... And yell at a leftist or yell at like a, yes. a all lives matter person, a, a right wing fascist. You could go down there and scream right into their face. What you think about it? Yeah, say it to my face, motherfucker. Let's right. fucking sit down and say this face to face. You know what I mean? Because that is the thing. I think minds change and become more community oriented when we're all yelling at each other in fucking person. You know, I can get my father-in-law to agree to all types of shit when we're sitting in the room together. It's when I leave yeah. that then the internet gets back in his brain and takes it all away. You know what I mean? But if you have to sit down and talk to a person in a conversation, that is some fucking powerful shit sometimes. I truly this, believe that like more conversations would cause a lot more. Is this, is this like a Moose's Lodge or thing or something? No, this is fucking for the public, dude. That's this what is, I mean, though. This should, it's just like a way for grumpy old men to yell about shit together. Well, I would hope other people would come too, not just this old men. This seems like only for... Yeah. Well, crazy people. Yeah. Which is what I am. Sure. And like would love to do this. I would fucking, I would do anything. 
We here's what we should, we're doing this you TV do, show. You want to do debate combat with somebody? More than anything, dude. More than anything. Here's what we're doing. We're doing this TV show. Maybe one of the little bits we do is that we put up flyers that don't say that it's street fight, and we say free pizza and spirited debate. And okay. Then, okay. <laughs> we get a room, and then that's what we do. Welcome to street fight. <laughs> no, Welcome. you don't even gotta say street fight. We get a room, and we're like, it's time for fucking debate. And you're, what are we talking about tonight? And you're gonna lead us into the debate. Okay, we can put this together. <laughs> oh man, that'd be uncomfortable. I love it. I love it. This should be our. This will be our community outreach. We're gonna we get. Can, we're gonna get more people together to scream at each other's faces to get their emotions out. We could use a lot more like outreach like that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you I, know mean, what the I corn, mean, the corn mosh pit wasn't enough. Yeah, well, we don't mix with each other at all. Is what I'm yeah. trying to say. It's gotta happen. We have to live on a planet with these people, and there are people like me who is willing to wade into that shit. And I feel like. Facebook, like, my whole Facebook feed is, like, all this vile shit. But to tell you the truth, man, I'm numb to it. I got to see it in person. Because I think that some of these people would not carry the same beliefs if they had to fucking say them out in public. If we were in an elementary school lunchroom. Yeah, yeah. With fucking juice boxes. (laughs) We'll have juice boxes and chocolate milk, too. Oh, yes. And chocolate almond milk. Yes. Yeah. I like this. been thinking about that. You know, uh, so anyway, uh, so 13,000 people show up to this thing and then the program became a part of the new deal. So then they started fucking doing it everywhere. Okay. It's right? catching on like wildfire. Yeah. That's a good new, that's, that's a really good thing about the new. Deal. If you're bored as shit at your house though, there's nothing to do. And you're just like, I mean, I'm just going to walk down there and see what's going on, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, part of it is also like, yes. It is for loud assholes to yell at each other. True. But that is also like a quite a spectator. Event. I yeah. feel like you can put that on fucking TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? The loudest assholes uh, competition. How great would it be if there was a fucking TV show where there were just two microphones on a stage and you were just, <laughs> you just fucking stood. One person comes out, he stands in front of the room Shit. and he says, immigration. Go and then walks off the stage. <laughs> Doesn't come back up there at all and just lets people walk up and yell at each other. <laughs> and they start shouting shit at each yeah. other. Weed legalization. Go. And then they all fucking they get in a line and they fucking go up there and they just fucking go at it. Okay. okay. That's a fucking show right there. Yeah, yeah, you got something on your hands. I'm surprised reality shows haven't gone in the direction of getting people to fucking yell at each other about politics. It's they make the the thing about it is all the cable news channels are people yelling at each other about politics. All wieners doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like every guy that's, every person Me- that's doing that is a wiener. PR people, measured approach. Yeah. It's not just somebody saying, well, what I think is, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, 90, know. most political conversations that happen in the world are not like PR guy. Yeah. Political guy. Most of them are like, you know what I would do? I would do this. And like the ideas people come up with are fucking crazy. Yeah. And if there was a room full of people to be like, here's why, why that idea, idea doesn't, doesn't work, sir. They might change their fucking mind. You want to bring caucus. You want to make a caucus like a daily thing. I'm enraptured by the caucus idea. Like, let's caucus. Yeah. I'm like, just, it was, I love it's, it. It's kind of, it could be kind of uh, maybe like a, uh, 
an AA for political people. Yes. We're like every day you're like, well, you know, I got to find my way to a caucus. You're like, you know, that's part of your day is finding your way to a meeting yeah. where you're going to go and scream about politics. You know what I kind of feel like though? <laughs> I think you should have to do this before you go on Facebook. You have to do a caucus. You have, like, to, caucus they, you have pain- to prove to Facebook that you uh, went to fucking a caucus and yelled this shit at people. And then if you did that, you can get on Facebook. If you were brave enough to say it <laughs> at a local yeah. high school gym. Say it to my face sort of thing you know i love this the idea of a caucus and the idea of like people gathering in groups and then looking at the people with the smaller groups and being like what a freak this fucking freaks over these joe biden freaks are like what are you doing you know yeah that's what i was thinking i feel like that gets us to a you want a more honest direct action you want more direct democracy i do i do i do think that if i had to make a utopia there would be a public square because I miss the public. I we never had the public square not yeah. our whole life. We basically our parents moved to the fucking suburbs so that they could never have to talk to another human being for the rest of their life that they didn't know. You know, we've said this before. They live in their house. They have neighbors, but they don't fucking talk to their neighbors. They they my dad would like look down when he saw the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretend like oh I didn't see that. I didn't yeah. see him. Yeah, yeah, probably didn't even know their fucking names. And like, uh, <laughs> then they fucking get in their car and they drive to work and they sit in a cubicle probably and try not to talk to their coworkers. Yeah. And then they get in the car to drive home. They stop and they have somebody hand food to them outside out of a window. <laughs> yeah. And then they drive home and pull know, into their garage. Pull into their garage. You walk close into the-, the door. Wait till it's completely closed and then go inside. Yeah, I'm not letting that happen. Not in my utopia. Yeah, that shit, it's going to be a dust up. Yes. You got to fucking talk to people. Unfortunately, that's what I like about like my walks, right? Is there are a lot of people that force me to talk to them on the street. And at the time I hate it, but I'm like, I talked to six people today. You know what I mean? Six people I didn't know. I just fucking chatted with them for a second. You know, most of the time it's just guys like going like one guy today, I'm walking down the street and he was like, cigarettes, cigarettes, cigarettes. And I was like, all right, buddy, I I get what you want and handed him one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, like hey that's a fucking conversation i yeah had today, that's you know? yeah that was easy to navigate i know the people that work at starbucks i talk to them every day mm-hmm. i talk to all kinds of fucking people yeah and i feel like that's why i am like a socialist communist kind of guy you know what i mean that's why because i do talk to like all different sorts of people right but and like i feel like i can work with all of them you know, I could work well, with the cigarettes guy. Yeah, it's you know? not, I mean, yeah, it's not fair to like when the cigarettes guy is on the job, he's just trying to get cigarettes. When the Starbucks person is doing coffee, you can't get into a gymnasium and make them pick a corner to say what they believe. I wouldn't make them pick. I'm not making any. I, like I, I said, you can spectate too. Okay. You gotta fucking go. It's like the draft. Okay. Right. We'll 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 take uh, all that information they have from the draft. Right. They got all that selective service information. <laughs> These will be street fights. I there's guess we we'll no call them street fights. Yeah. There's no war. We're not going to have war in the world that I want to have. We'll just take all that information and fucking you'll get drafted to go to a debate night, which then you'll have to go do it. That'd be your civic fucking duty. Yeah. Is to fucking get in there, mix it up with your political beliefs. You know. And I I also like. I was having a conversation with my brother last night, right? My younger brother, who is not a politics guy, right? You know, Brett knows him very well. We, he follows politics. Yeah, but he doesn't like, he's not like us. 
You know what I mean? He's got like a more normal person level of understanding of politics and, and following of politics. Does, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 I know that he follows stuff. So I'm having a conversation with him about the primary that's going on last night. Cause I had it on TV so I could see, you know, the results come in. So I would know the results because I like to know the results of these things. And he was fucking telling me this. And this like flies in the face of like some of the conventional wisdom, right? Is that like he said he's read these articles, right? About the the Bernie bros, right? The the mean people that harass people on the internet, sort of thing. There's been a million of them this year. That that's like one of the only times he gets covered. It's the only thing they this is Achilles heel, really. Right. Well, see what's interesting about that is my brother was like, you know, it feels like that is like a passion. Like what that is, is that like he has passionate supporters that'll go out and defend his positions and defend him. And he said, I don't see that from the other candidates. I don't see that level of passion and organization from the other candidates. And he's right. like, that's what I admire about him. And that's why I think he has the best opportunity to beat Donald Trump. And it's like, you know, we look at it as like this huge fucking liability, you know, that they're writing these articles and they make us look like fucking maniacs. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like when you start to step away from like paying attention to like punditry and like just even just like the echo chamber of online leftism, you know what the, I mean? The big mistake to make is to think that when you're diving so deep into political punditry and... uh the discourse and all of those things you start to you start once you start thinking that other people are are buying into this bullshit you know once you start thinking that nobody else sees through this only me and my selective group of people online that are super cool with each other see through the bullshit mm -hmm. that's when you fuck yourself over that's when you've you've gone to like fantasy world and you don't understand that other people on the outside also like whether or not they have a cogent argument against like some of these media stuff things, they still know that this is all spin and bullshit. They know that it's all working against them as a working person. We like we all intrinsically know this if you weren't born into wealth. Yeah, we don't like the media, it, but nobody it, does. And so I don't I do think that when they look at the Bernie stuff, I think that it resonates with them. I think the mainstream media gets to control the narrative and they're going to say whatever they want but i don't think that we should we should be uh as arrogant enough to to assume that when we talk to you know just a, a regular acquaintance or a relative or a friend or something that they're being tricked by it and thinking mm -hmm. like you know they're not going to come over and be like wow amy klobuchar really made a big impact coming in third yeah they're not they don't they know that bernie sanders pisses people off they're they That's know what they like yeah they they know what's up we we've talked about this before you, but people we, hate the democrats dude we've said it from i mean the starting of the show from the beginning of the show the the part of it was that we knew street fight was a matter of like the people do know what what is real and what's not and they will just disengage when it becomes a hillary clinton thing when it becomes a pr campaign when it comes to be a, a strategically planned personality we just check off naturally like yeah. we, we don't not everyone studies hard enough to know why this is bullshit no one understands like they just know that it's propaganda for something that they're not into and they we we turn it off yeah and, and like it we we really um you know the 
it's uh i guess i don't i don't i'm not gonna say it's um it's not pro accelerationism but you know getting things as bad as they were with donald trump and having the opportunity to bounce back with this uh it does seem that you know we have a lot of act there's a lot of activated people that want bernie sanders to win but i also have absolute faith that the a lot of the onlookers of the democratic party also see what the fuck is going on like they they have an idea as well you well, know earlier this week and i don't i probably didn't talk about this on a call-in show I don't think I did. So I'm just going to bring it up again. Fuck it. Even if I am repeating it, but I was watching, uh, somebody posted a video, uh, uh, from MSNBC and, uh, it was in New Hampshire and it was the day of the, no, I couldn't have talked about it on a college. It was the day of the primary. They're interviewing this woman. Right. And, uh, the first thing she said, they're, they're like, you know, what, what do you think about the primary? What do you think about the candidates? The first thing this woman says is I think that we have a lot of great choices and a lot of great candidates, which is like, I don't agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, this is where she's coming from, right? Yeah. That is that is a way to like establish who this person is. And she said, but I voted for Bernie Sanders. And the reason I voted for Bernie Sanders is because of the way that they talk about him on MSNBC. <laughs> And the way that they ignore him and it feels like he's been done wrong. And I think that's unfair. So I voted for him. The the dude that was doing the interview, like he did, he was like, oh, well, that's some honesty. Let's move out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like didn't engage it. Like if he was an interesting guy, that would be something that, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any problem engaging something like that, 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 that like if you're interviewing a random person and they say something that maybe you disagree with or something interesting, that's what I hate about the media is that like he didn't then say, so you think we're doing uh, what, what are some of the examples and, and like, uh, why do you think this is unfair? Like to get into yeah. her mind like that. But like what that illustrated to me was like that there's a lot of fucking normal people out there that are watching this thing and they're seeing how it, how it goes and that people dislike the news media so much. We all do. If the news, every one of yes, us, everybody hates them. Like they hate, they, my, every fucking dude I've ever known. Like back in the day when you used to watch the local news, they'd be like, fuck this fucking guy. You know what I mean? Like they hated all the guys on the local news and like just were like, oh, I don't fuck, fuck him. You know, fuck the weather, man. Fuck this, fuck that. You know, they always hated him. And it's like uh, when they turn on CNN, nobody likes those fucking people. None of those no. people. They're all, even the people that watch CNN all fuck. Like this woman said, I watch MSNBC all day. She said, I watch it all the time and like had clear contempt for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, we have to step back and realize that like, that what you're saying is true, that like people who are engaged and who are paying attention to this stuff, see through it more often than we give them credit for see Cause a lot of times we just don't give them credit to, for like oh they they're not as savvy as i am you know they don't they don't pay attention to punditry like i do so you know they probably just think all this is true but it's like i mean everybody can tell when somebody's full of shit you yeah know? well i mean and, and it comes from i mean it comes from a couple things it goes back to the caucus conversation we were having in that 
Um, Bernie Sanders does have the most amount of fucking cranks that are just showing up and screaming for him that are bleeding out every other fucking chant for another candidate. Like, uh, that people pay attention to that. Like, like the, the, the in real life going bonkers for a candidate is what it takes to get a mass movement going. Um, they're very confused because this isn't like a spend PR thing. This isn't controlled by them at this point. It's a matter of. Uh, people just using their physical presence, enough people using their physical presence to to push their thumb on the scales of what's going down. And from the sidelines, other folks, whether or not they understand it, they're like, people are wacky about fucking Bernie Sanders. Like this guy has something else. It's like what? It's like wrestling, dude. It's just when somebody is hot. And the crowd is taken off for him. It's just you can't not get swept up in that, and you can't deny it. It's like, I mean, I, I but I really like, uh, I really like when Fandango comes out. That's my guy. And it's like nobody is into that anymore. You know, like uh, nobody's into, nobody's into your wrestler. You know, like if yeah. you if you're Elizabeth Warren, you know, I I I'm a big board game person, and I believe in the rules and. Uh, I would never play a game with the Democrats because that shit is rigged too much against me. Yeah. But like, you know, you're not, you don't, you're not putting the numbers down to make any sort of sense. Right. Like it it comes down to whether or not you can put numbers on this into this game that they're playing. And, uh, you know, the, the amount of impact that people are having on it is happening. It's, it's, it's tangible. It's, it is a tangible change that people are making right now. I mean, that's what was interesting in talking to my brother too, is like, he first, he said, uh, another thing he said is that during the song, cause I said, you know, if this thing, if he's the nominee, I will fucking canvas for this guy because like I live in a swing state and I think he can win. And I believe in a lot of the things he's saying, and like, I, I, I explained this in a chat the other day. I, I just want to say this. Me and Brett have never like endorsed anybody ever as, as like a president. And I, I probably ha- I have problems with him. I think Sesta Fosta is like terrible and he shouldn't have voted for that. But like the reason I, I think that like the things that he's talking about are like real concrete steps to give us more, like we will get more power from this like the whole movement will grow and get more power if they don't have to worry about health care and student loan debt it gives us power it gives us negotiating power with our employers you know it would be irresponsible just to say i'm above this it's all bullshit you know what i mean and i i I think that for me um i I mean i'm not i have no faith in democratic party or the united states government i mean i'm not for the united states government me neither but um i i um i i would like to see instead of the daily conversation we have about the corruption and like donald trump firing off a tweet from the toilet about mcdonald's or something I, I would like for Bernie Sanders to send a tweet that says like our fast food employees aren't getting paid enough. And I would love for that to be the scandalous thing of the day yeah. is that we spend all day screaming at each other about like the wages of working class people, or I, I would just rather be the conversation be directed in that general, you know, it, it comes down to what we were just talking about the guided conversation about like, what the fuck are we going to do about mm-hmm 
the world right now. And it is, it is like, uh, 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 passion is so fucking important to everybody. Everybody wants to be on a winning team. And I think the best thing you, one of the best things you just said is that, uh, people, first of all, people want to win. That is just that they want to back a winner. You know what I mean? And uh, people do get swept up in stuff like this and there's no stopping it. And like, no matter how much they try to stop it, it, it can happen i want to say i mean i i don't i don't want to be purer than anybody but i have said about street fight that we would never design this to be leaders of a movement we were never going to save people from anything or or give you the way and so you know the fact that you know hundreds of thousands of people are swept up in this and they are moving things in that direction i'm not complaining like i've always felt on my i always i'm always going to feel like i'm on my own yeah and then I'm, I'm just have to make, I have to sail my own ship in these seas. But, uh, it is, uh, it is a really great change of pace to see people advocating for somebody that's talking about things that affect every single one of us and that are a part of the themes that created the show that we do about, mm-hmm. uh, working, b- being a working person in this world that provides a lot of help and service and can't make ends meet. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I, I have two things I need to get to tonight because, uh, they're stories that I think are so perfectly made. This is, these are tailor made things for street fight. So first, uh, this is from the relationship advice Reddit. And, uh, I love that. Somebody just sent it to me. It's so good. Yeah. I, I gotta get on fucking Reddit. I, the Twitter, the Twitter has Reddit highlights that are uh, pretty good. That's what I follow. You can get the, am I an asshole? Am I the asshole? You can get relationships.txt. Okay. Um, you can get some pretty good one sum ups on I just Twitter. need yeah, I, I need to see these things. But yeah, I'd rather see all the good ones. I think. I don't care about There's like, a community of people that respond to those things. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I wonder if I've stumbled into a gold mine or if I am in purgatory. I haven't really worked in almost four years. While awesome in a lot of ways. This fact is deeply unsettling to me because my wife doesn't have a clue and I really might have gone too far at this point to turn things around. I'm a senior manager for sales analytics for a division of an extremely large corporation. I use quotation marks liberally because I have no direct reports, nor do I provide any analysis of sales. All I do is manage a CRM software for our organization. I started this career as a genuine Excel database jockey. Once I had a foundation of the necessary skills and the ability to talk like I belong, I basically just clung to the hull of our massive ship like a barnacle and eventually fell into promotions after my superiors quitting. After downsizing and colleagues quitting, my department is just me. And uh, I love this. And work orders to our it, the stooge that doesn't really do anything, and work orders to our consultants, aka overworked people that do the real work, that do all the routine updates and maintenance that is required for me to continue sucking away a paycheck. This guy is not working. That's amazing. This I know is, it's the dream. No, but it's wonderful how the guilt sets in. I know it's so weird. I mean, it you it did for me a lot too, though. You're he's he's. He has people reporting to him. It's like this is what's the matter is that like he's telling people to do things that's going to take their entire day 
and he's pissing away. He doesn't know what he's bored. He's <laughs> he's beat all his favorite video games. He's read books all day long. There's nothing he can do to waste enough time to make up for this job. Yeah, so the job really only requires a modest continuation of face-to-face -face interaction for appearances' sake and the ability to give a 15-minute presentation once a month. Oh, so good. <laughs> Other than that, I merely need to lie back like a medieval lord succumbing to gout. What's wrong with this? Well, I think he's been telling his wife he worked. I'm, we got to get through it. Okay. It's a relationship thing. Uh, so, um, but luck... So, but luckily, my director has been my patron for years now. As long as the software has no major issues, has never happened, I will see no interruption from sen senior management. See, I mean, you know, you need, you don't need to ask. This is when you start questioning your place in this, in that, in that world, and you need to stop because somebody that gets paid a lot more than him is like that guy does that computer program which fucking sucks <laughs> yeah. i fucking hate thinking about that computer program we pay this guy to do that computer program no problems that's how i love that too. guy that's he's how... my favorite guy i invited him to my wedding <laughs> that's how hiring works though really that's all like, it is the guy that hires people now it's sort of like I mean, I love you because you do all the things I don't want to do ever. <laughs> you you mean you actually use that program that made me <laughs> fall into a deep depression and you come away from it? Fine. Yeah. I love this. So here's where it gets sticky. My wife knows I leave for work at 745, but I go play tennis or bike for a few hours. Oh, no. I usually come to the office late at 10 p.m. <laughs> Shower in the company bathroom, hop on discussion boards for Robin Hood or Predict It, and gamble, watch TV, or generally whittle away time until noon. Stop! Stop bragging! Stop humble bragging on us! Go back to your fucking great-ass life, motherfucker. We don't care. At noon, I take an hour-plus lunch with various colleagues that I need to keep appearances with, or I go to the community center nearby to play pool with retired Asian men. Numerous coffee breaks and wandering the halls usually fills the afternoon i usually hop on a discord server at 2 15 when all the teenagers are getting out of school and talk to them about soundcloud rap fashion and stupid bullshit so this guy does fucking just fuck all but he has nothing. a routine and he says normally i wouldn't feel too bad as the level of my sloth is my personal cross to bear but my wife has been stressed lately because of the balancing act of being a working mother recently promoted and our son and daughter are in high school now so they can be a lot to handle i pack lunches clean the house do the bills pick up my son and generally try to be as helpful as possible because i think it's only fair since i don't really do anything at work she wonders how i have so much energy <laughs> so he's basically saying like my wife fucking is stressed and yeah. she thinks that i'm like a superman what a sweetie right like she thinks he's a super guy yeah like, oh this guy fucking is working all these hours every he week he is putting in the time he's doing yeah. the jail time yeah. yeah he's going to jail for eight hours a day but he just has a way different experience at jail than she does yeah how am I, how she's She's beginning to worry that he might be having an affair because he's like in shape and he's so like exuberant. Really happy hey, and you, you smell like you just fucked or something. Like <laughs> you're looking very fucking full of life. You're looking jubilant right now. 
Yeah, he said, I had originally hit my level of inactivity at work from her four years ago because I was extremely stressed due to problems within my extended family and problems with myself. And I just decided to never tell her how easy my job had gotten. I figured I needed a few months of vacation to decompress and figure out myself. Now it's gotten out of hand and it's four years deep and my wife still doesn't know about the situation. Man, you know what? Let me just say this. The flip side for me is... um. I would be writing into Reddit and what I would say is I'm really bummed because every day I have to wake up and do all of these routines. Like he is doing a job. Yeah. It seems easy, but like you have to do it every single day. Yeah, like you're tied to it. It's not easy because you can't break away from that. You can never just live freely and make a decision on your own. You're tied into this weird fucking weekend. I don't, this like uh weekenders like job, right? It's like you're uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. And the guilt is so strange because it's kind of like, again, like all you really have to do at this point is tell your wife, like, check it out, dude. My job's fucking easy. And you know, I can pick up more slack whenever you need me to pick up any slack. If it would make your life easier, that's fine. He said he's doing the stuff, it's extra stuff. But he, what he's saying is that his wife is super stressed out, and uh, this he, is my this is I could write this. I know. I I feel like he's fine. You know what I mean? My life is like that. It's I, like I, I tell my wife I'm busy all the fucking time when the truth is I'm walking around typing into my phone. Yeah. You know? I mean, today I, I like laid, I like spent 49 minutes waking up to get out of bed <laughs> and worked out and made oatmeal. And then it was like three hours into the day. It was like 1.30 <laughs> in the afternoon. I was like, what the fuck? And my wife was like dutifully chained to a desk like actually fucking working like doing hard shit and i was i mean i was you know having just thinking. like a you know just a little existential crisis you know at 12 45 <laughs> that took away you know 45 minutes of my day or something or i think that's funny i'll tell you my day like stumble around or just like like I mean, but like, so I, I will stumble around for like two hours and then I'll get some like really like heavy email from somebody and I'll do like therapy with somebody for like a little bit of time and then just, you know, make dinner and play Kirby after that. Right. I, my day was like, but this. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad don't at all. Bad like, no. I feel like, I mean, I advocated for me. Like, you got to figure out how to get yourself a fucking a cakewalk job. I mean, they don't have to fucking tour. This is it's what true. I always think. It's like, you motherfuckers don't have to tour. Your wife thinks it's like a big, great thing to tour, though. But my wife is like, I wouldn't want to do that. But, uh, and your wife wouldn't want to do it either if she just did it one time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, my day was I got out of bed at 11, which is early for me. It was pretty good. Not bad. Uh, I, stay, I, I stayed up until like one, though. So I slept 10 hours. <laughs> And then you I, take extra time. My wife does too. Yeah. You and my wife are the same, and you and that you both have to get more than nine hours of sleep to feel rested. I love it too. I love it. So then I got up, I uh, drank my morning drink, and then I uh, got all my clothes on, which takes about a half hour. Oh, it does. Yeah. What when, do you have? Like, is, is there? 
Well, I make my bed in that time too. So oh, like that's I get called up, putting I your do clothes my own on. Thing. I take my medicine. Got I it. make my bed. Morning I, routine. Yeah, I do the whole fucking thing in a half hour. I'm done in a half hour. Right. Go downstairs. I mix up two kratoms. I mix up a, a little bottle of kratom for later on in the day, just to keep them a purse. And then I mix up. I I drink some kratom. Like, and then I walk out the door. And then I just walk around the city for about five hours. And then I go home and I, uh, I did do the dishes today. I came home, I did the dishes, I cooked dinner, but then most of the rest of the time was playing video games. I mean, I mean, but I get stressed. I'm stressed. This week is like a light week for me, which is nice. I, I mean, I do, um, I prefer to just take on like the hard essential work so that there's no complaints. That's how I feel too. I had, uh, well, Garbage Brain University, Natalie and Drew were over here and I was saying that like, I mean, I pretty much make sure that all the laundry is done, the food is made and the dishes are done. So Erica gets to do like unpacking and like wallpaper and all this other stuff, which seems like I'm, I'm pushing her in that direction, but that's just bonus work. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I have, there's a daily amount of wreckage that we do every single fucking day. And that's what is my goal is to get rid of that stuff. Yeah. Like I, I just, I'm there so that she can shine. That's how I'm the I, foundation. It's like, there's no dirty dishes so you can go and make this room look pretty. Like, yeah. That's how I am. I'm 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 that kind of guy where it's like uh, I just do all the grossest stuff. Yeah, like I'll just do the fucking gross shit. Like what has to be done? Yeah, like, I don't care what should be done. What has to be done? Yeah, and then like, you this fucking do... trash has to go. This toilet has to be scrubbed. I did spend a fucking hour and a half cleaning a house yesterday because we we're having my brother and and my sister over and stuff like that. I spent a half. I spent about an hour cleaning a house, and my wife came home and did the whole thing over again. Oh, nice. I was like, fuck, dude. You know, I worked pretty hard on that. What's up to her standards, though? No, I don't know why she has these standards. I think we need to fucking create a world where you don't have to clean your house before people come to the house. You know? Like, you don't have to fucking clean the whole thing top to bottom. It's good to invite people over because that forces you to clean. Yeah, yeah. Like that gets you get then you get rid of the the like real reckless shit like the the dirty clothes and like the dining room you're like all right someone throw them in the basement I mean my house is fairly clean all the time I keep a pretty tight ship there there's never dishes in the sink I always make sure the dishes are done I always make sure the floors are swept up so it's like you know you can come over my house you fucking got a clean house to sit at I don't fucking keep a dirty house I keep a dirty bedroom but I don't ever allow any people in right my that's for uh, that's for you know. That's for sleeping. That's private dirty. Yes, yeah. for me. Oh yeah. And my dirty wife. Yeah, me and my Two dirty wife and dirty stuff. Valentine's Day coming up, maybe, <laughs> you know, do some stuff up there, you know? Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've heard about stuff. Oh yeah, it's gonna be wild. So here's the last story. This is from a Taco Bell in Fairlawn, Ohio. Uh Yahoo covered this. So basically, uh this Taco Bell's dining room was closed. Okay. The other day. And they posted a sign in the door. Okay. Uh, And it said, dining room is closed until this store's workers can show up to work on time. What? (laughs) It's insane. We will happily serve you through the drive-thru as quickly as possible. We're very sorry for the inconvenience. Oh, I got it. Please bear with us until we find the right team to best serve our community. So no one showed up. 
there's like one or two assistant manager people in there that are doing everything to do oh, the drive through hot under the collar about they it too. treated everybody like shit yep. and they they quit again once again the whole crew quit on them and now it's one guy showing up making bean burritos for the drive through deserves it 100 percent. yeah absolutely it. delivers it. that guy you know what i mean like it's like if, if, if these bosses at these fast food places i mean like Look, I worked at McDonald's and the bosses were fucking horrible. And I, and and I worked at another I worked at a few restaurants. Like the bosses were all horrible, but I'm not even going to go on my experience cuz it's been a long time since I've worked at a place like that at this point, you know. I'm just a, a bougie podcaster now. But I will say this, you can see those fast food bosses screaming at their employees almost every time you fucking go to a fast food restaurant. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go in there and, like, it fucking turns me off so much. Like, that, like I I would say a fool, like, 60% of times I go into one of those places, I see somebody being mistreated. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that is, the, that is part of it. Like, I mean, people don't mind it. But for for me, it is uh, a matter of like, man, why why is it like this always? Why, like why why, you like this is the most mismanaged, horrible fucking situation to make fucking hamburgers under. Right, and this, that sign in the door is such a fucking key. That is a key example of what it's like to work in fast food in America. That sign is the, is perfect for to explain what like because that's how they do i mean like i'll bet you if you walked in that taco bell and you went in the back there are so many mean signs hanging up that say like just direct fucking orders that in really snarky mean ways you know what yeah. i mean because everywhere i i mean a lot of those places when i worked at mcdonald's and when i worked at chuck e cheese and stuff like that you would get a boss who was fucking mean and an asshole and they would make signs like that tell you like you know uh fucking put the you know, put a trash bag in a trash can. It's not your fucking filthy house, you piece. Of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Now they have that SpongeBob meme where the he has his hands behind his back and it just says like stack the beans on the left or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want what I want to come from this doing this story, uh, if you have signs at your work, snarky, yeah, work signs, mean signs, please send us pictures. Tag We'd us. Love to see them. Tag us. We're at Street Fight WCRS on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. If you got pics, yeah, like you don't have to dox yourself or nothing. It's just if you have pic, because I, I, there's a Kroger by my house. You can message him too. Yeah, there's a Kroger by my house that has uh, uh, the time clock is right in the front of the store. Where you walk by and yeah. get out of the door. The Kronos. Yeah. And there are fucking signs all around it. You know oh, what I mean? all kinds of addendums for that. Yeah. You must call. You must uh, You must ask a manager before you work overtime. Everyone clocks in and everybody clocks out. No exceptions. And you just read them and you're like, God, this is so fucking aggressive. You know, like, why are they so aggressive to the workers? Why is that got to happen? You know? Yeah, that's, that is not a welcoming environment to buy groceries. No, put it. Um, well, now I'm sounding like a dick, put it in the break room. But I mean, just don't make them. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't be a fucking ass. Keep it out of my people. face. Just talk to each other. Like people, hey, if there's a problem with somebody not clocking in, maybe sit down and tell that person like, hey, we really need you to clock you in because that's how we figure out how much to pay you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I can guarantee that's one person 
is the reason that signs up because they didn't want to have the conversation confrontation with the one person. They made it an overarching thing for everybody to have to deal with. Right. So please send us uh, uh, aggressive signs. work signs. We're yeah, here. We work love signs. that. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to Street Fighter Radio. We appreciate it. Uh, you can find more of what we do on patreon.com slash street fight radio and you can pre-order the gumball shirt. It's actually been ordered, uh, from our printer union printers out of Rochester, New York. They, uh, have the gumball shirts on the way. If you get it in before they get here, I'll send a bonus zine with your order. Otherwise, you're just going to get the fucking shirt, which is enough because they're very cool shirts. You can find that at store.streetfightradio.com. We're also going to be performing live in Columbus, Ohio. Brian and I, one hour of revolutionary power. It's going down February 28th, Ruby Tuesday. That's just, that's the show. No, no variety shit, no bands. No guests, no nothing. Brian and I, February 28th at Ruby Tuesday. We're also going to be in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on February. I'm sorry. March. March 18th. 18th. Sorry. Day after my anniversary. If you go to streetfightradio.com, on the right-hand side, there are links to the show. We will also be at the Means TV premiere. I mean, Means TV is launching this year, this year, this month, in like a couple weeks. Uh, they have a lot of good street fight content on there and we've been working closely with Nick and Naomi, obviously to help them with this thing. And I'm glad to finally see it. Like, it's going to be amazing. There's so much going on. So we'll be at the, uh, Detroit premiere of means TV later this month on uh, February 26th. Right? Yes. Yeah. Bringing my wife. I'm not dressing up. My wife's so worried about the clothes she she wants like a nice like a, a runway said, gown like am i supposed to like wear clothes she's like what are you gonna wear and i was like well i assume they invited me because they want to murder brian to be at their premiere so like i'm just gonna wear what i always wear <laughs> i'm gonna go off <laughs> well yeah i mean you well you need it katie well dressed katie tells me katie says that she always uh asked you like well what is brett gonna wear and that lets her know what she should wear yeah yeah well yeah i mean i'm I just, going off for this it's a premiere i want to look redonkulous i mean I i'm gonna be... wear a cool shirt probably you know i'm gonna look nice and in the way that i look nice i don't think i got invited because i would put on a tuxedo and show out for it you know yeah and I don't have clothes like that. And I'm not buying clothes like that. I'm not going to Bonobos. <laughs> That's the bit. That's another bit for the TV show, right? We'll get there. you a Bonobos. We're going to have a TV show on Means TV. We're going to be doing all new content. And uh, one of the bits is we're going to put me in Bonobos. We're going to get clothes. you some Bonobos. And I'm going to have to spend a whole day in it. Walking around just... You're going to do your walk in Bonobos? Well, no. I mean, we'll have to make me go places. You know what I mean? Because I'm the People will treat you different. I want to see if people treat you differently. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people really treat me like they're afraid I'm going to, like, blow up and beat them up now. <laughs> right. But Bonobos <laughs> would soften your look. Yeah, it would soften me up. All right. Well, thanks for night. being here. Please like and subscribe. Support what we do and all the content and channels. We're Street Fighter Radio. Peace.
Excuse me, friend. Do you ever get mad online about politics? No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at Dabbing Castro 911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, okay, you caught me. Well, good news, friend. You are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.